You're listening to The Higher Ed Marketer, the podcast for marketing professionals in higher education. Join us every week as we talk to the industry's greatest minds in student recruitment, donor relations, marketing trends, new technologies, and much more. If you're looking for conversations centered around where marketing in higher ed is going, this podcast is for you. Let's get into the show. This week on the Higher Ed Marketer Podcast, in celebration of the upcoming World Series and the upcoming AMA Higher Ed Marketing Conference, we come up with our all-star team. Yeah, we've got an all-star lineup uh, this week, and I'm so excited to share that with everyone. It's it's a great team, and I think it really represents several, several great episodes of the Higher Ed Marketer Podcast. I didn't play a whole lot of baseball when I was growing up, but I remember I, I did do t-ball and uh, maybe the first year or two of, of, of Little League. But I remember I usually got put in the outfield, and uh, I think it was right field. And I ended up just kind of picking dandelions and, and uh, pulling grass. So that's, the, that's the, you know, the extent of my baseball career. Well, I have a story, but we'll do a little one better because I was similar one regard, and the baseball got hit to me. I was surprised, and when the person ran by me going to get the ball, I wondered what was going on. So that happened <laughs> the first year of Little League to me. So we have similar uh, stories. That's the reason why we get along so well, Bart. That's right. That's right. So please listen and follow our all-star team. Our first batter to the plate is Brian Piper, who is the Director of Content and Strategy Assessment at the University of Rochester. And not only do we get an inside look at his approach and strategies around content, Bart, but he also gave his perspective of how this quickly changing landscape of content marketing is affecting higher ed marketing. Yeah, I I love Brian because he's the co-author of Epic Content Marketing with with Joe Paluzzi, and it's a classic content marketing book. The first edition was done 10 years ago when it was just starting to emerge. And uh, I love listening to the book. I listened to it and, and it was a great book. He has so many practical things that really kind of go right along with uh, what we try to do at the Higher Ed Marketer podcast is just be pragmatic about everything. And so I think he's a great way to kick off the the, the team and, and get things moving. So I'm very excited about having him on the All-Stars. Yes. Here's a special moment from Brian Piper. Get up. Get up, get out of here, go! People always ask me, what data should I be looking at? What metrics should I be monitoring? The first thing you need to always do is understand what your strategic goals are and what priorities those align in. You have to know your institutional goals, your department goals, your school goals, and which ones are the highest priority for you. Optimize their content. The second piece of that is really identifying who your users are, who you're talking to, what specific audience is the target for each piece of content, then you can start coming up with all the different tactics that you're going to use to have those users take some action that's going to help you reach your strategic goals. That's when you can start figuring out what data you're going to be using because the data will tell you how effective each of those tactics are, how impactful each piece of content is, and how much it's actually helping your users to know, like, and trust you so that they will 
help you reach your strategic goals. If you're creating content that's not directly tied to a specific goal or not focused on a specific, very particular user, you're kind of just throwing it out there. It's very difficult to measure if you don't know what you're trying to accomplish with each piece of content with everything that you put out there. But when you really start specifically looking at the users that you're trying to target and specifically looking at what action you're trying to get them to take and what goals you're trying to reach, then you can start to measure things and track your metrics. And that's what's going to allow you to find those insights so that you can pivot and change and A-B test to figure out what works best on each platform, on each channel for every different user. Our second batter to the plate is Jamie Hunt, Vice President for University Communications and CMO at Old Dominion University. We've been graced two times on the podcast by Jamie. When we first talked with her, she was not as known as she is now. And as you know, and as a lot of our listeners probably know, she can be seen in a lot of different places on social media and throughout other types of media. Yeah, it was great when we uh, had her on episode two, but she since went on and kind of went to the major leagues on her own with the idea of having her own podcast, the uh, Confessions of a Higher Ed CMO, which is a very, very popular podcast, and uh, having all kinds of guests herself, and then just being able to really kind of bring that very uh, pragmatic approach to everything that she does. I mean, she's a wonderful person. She's been ranked as one of the top 10 higher ed influencers on social media, so Definitely some some really good uh, good things here. Here's one of many wonderful quotes we've received from Jamie Hunt. One of the things I really want to do is be able to have truly, truly personalized email and text communications to prospective students. We have all kinds of information about them in our CRMs, right? We know what majors they're interested in. A lot of times we know what activities and sports and clubs they were members of. We ought to very easily be able to use something like ChatGPT to craft a message that is targeted specifically to a student, their interests, and what they are concerned about even, because you might be able to make some deductions. If you're a student coming from a rural area, specifically a female student coming from a rural area, and you're looking at an institution that's urban in a large city, you might need some reassurance about campus safety. So you could probably even put in zip codes and say, if they're from this zip code, make sure that one of the messages in their Comflow addresses campus safety. But this has been a dream of mine for like 15 years of how we could have hyper-personalized communications to prospective students. So I have figured out that you can be really specific with the prompts. I will say, write X or Y this many words for this audience in the tone of, I use it for job descriptions, a job description summary for a position of a multimedia content creator, for example. Write a list of qualifications for someone who may be a marketing manager. And it's not like you're gonna just copy paste that into a job description and be done, but it gives you something to work from. And all of that mental bandwidth that you're spending thinking of those things on your own, you can pour into then crafting the job description to be exactly what you want versus by the time you get all these things pulled together, I'm tired of thinking about it. I'm like, this is good enough or whatever. So this kind of saves mental bandwidth as well as a ton of time. If I'm using it for interview questions, I will 
give it the job description, and then ask it to produce interview questions based on that job description. And that's been great. I'm excited because batting third, we have Walter M. Kimbrough. He is also known as the hip hop president because he was a very early adopter as it came to going out on social media like Twitter, Facebook, Instagram on behalf of his personal brand and on behalf of Dillard University. Yeah, Walter was a was a great guest and and he had so much to offer and just using social media from a presidential standpoint and from an administrative point. Uh he in fact he had so much going on that uh, Malcolm Gladwell actually featured him about the same time on the Revisionist History podcast talking about the uh, the rankings and some of the issues that that are surrounding some of the issues with rankings with US News and World Report. And so uh, it was kind of uh, exciting to have um, Dr. Kimbrough on our website, and then two weeks later, hear, hear of him on uh, Malcolm Gladwell's podcast. So really was a lot of fun having him on the podcast. One of the things that helped is that as major mainstream media com- companies started to make it easy for you to amplify your stories via social media, it made sense to be able to have an access to you know, Facebook, and the Twitter and now the LinkedIn. So if there's a great story about the institution, all I have to do is go on and click and then I'll, I've amplified that story for free. So that I think part of that for me was seeing how those news sites started to change and they had the little Twitter icon on there. And it was like, all I have to do is point and click. And now I'm telling other people about what's happening here. So it, a lot of this is just being practical. My reasons I always tell people is that sometimes people feel like if they don't have an account on social media, they're not on social media. And that's a that's a mistake. Everybody's on social media. They just don't have a way to sort of at you, <laughs> but they help put your name in it. So you can't avoid it. You're a part of that conversation. So since you're already a part of it, it's better to play an active role so you can decide how you want to, you know, participate in that and not just sort of be a bystander. Um, I mean, so it is, it's, it's scary. Like I said, the, you know, the toughest part, because I, sometimes social media is a me space. Um, you know, people will go through outrage cycles and you let the outrage cycle go through and then you go on about your business. I mean, that's, you know, that's the people who really know you and know the situation. And we use social media to tell our side of the story, but, um, there's just going to be some times when you just get beat up. That's just part of it. So I think you understand that, but in the end, can you leverage it to really get out stories about your institution in ways and it might spur additional people to write stories about your institution? Back, 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 back. It's out of here. Next, batting fourth and cleanup, Ethan Braden, who is the executive vice president and chief marketing and communications officer at Purdue University and Purdue Global. And if you know, Ethan, he has the ability to bring the most knowledge and the most energy packed into the least amount of time. And both times he was on the podcast, he executed that flawlessly. Yeah, he just has a way of just uh, commanding the microphone, of just being able to kind of uh, really be able to articulate just the essence of of really good higher ed marketing uh, so well. And uh, Ethan's become a friend over the years, and and really, uh, I appreciate just how much he he is able to recall and be able to just really kind of get the essence out. In fact, I I quote him so often 
from the different things that we talked about in the podcast when I'm doing my own consulting and some of the work just to make the points to schools of, of this is how it is. And, and I think he does a great job. So there'll be, there'll be some really good clips that you can listen to here. See for yourself. Here's Ethan Brayton. We've got a tremendous product. And so as Jack Butcher says, right, he's like, hey, it's a really busy, noisy world. So what we need are a thousand people say, you know, sharing the entire and the same story with the world over and over for some sort of saturation. So we do. We start with an amazing product with amazing support from our board of trustees, Mitch Daniels on down. And our group of 70, you know, has really pivoted, I think, from being the driven on campus, you know, of, of local needs, of posters, flyers, things we talked about last time, to the driver. And, and what that meant and, and what that's meant in 2020 and 2021 is really, you know, pivoting to the chief storyteller, really feeling that we're a driver of inspiration, of prosperity and growth at Purdue University by deliberately positioning our brand, promoting our brand, and protecting our brand. And then that spreads beyond the central marketing organization, but to our 13 colleges and the 13, excuse me, the 300 other marketers, communicators, and graphic designers that we see across campus, again, in the Adam Grant spirit of not necessarily on brand, but in character. And how do we share those stories in a unified fashion? localizing to the college, but still under the umbrella of Purdue University, being the very best version of ourselves at Purdue University. Um, I know coming to Purdue University, I'm going to get a rigorous education that will pay off, as CNBC noted last year, when I graduate. So I have that great brand. I have that great alumni network. I have that great training to live out the future that I'm, that I'm aspiring to have, the ambitions that I want to achieve. Next up, Jenny Petty, Vice President of Marketing Communications at the University of Montana. I have followed Jenny for a couple of years, and what really was fun about our conversation with her is that I found out we have a shared love for the show Ted Lasso, and she goes a step further of helping make connections between some of the lessons from the show and the lessons that higher ed marketers can glean from the show. Yeah, I, I love the fact that she is, uh, is so... Um, articulate, and she does a great job of just kind of uh, unpacking it. Jenny's one of those people that, um, and several of our guests come from this, where they started their careers in, in outside of higher education, and then they made the transition over into higher education. And sometimes I think that just being able to bring that perspective of, of, of how businesses approach marketing is so valuable. And so I really appreciate all that she brought to the show. Here's Jenny Petty teaching us how to believe like Ted Lasso within higher ed. We created a brand advisory group that was brought in at certain points of the process. I did a roadshow that entire nine months when we were working on this. And the culmination was what we called Brand Camp. I just really wanted to say Brand Camp, so that's why we named it that. It was a day-long event that was really focused on introducing campus to this new platform and position, but also providing education. So there were four separate tracks that went looped all day long. You know, it was like writing for the brand, designing for the brand, brand experience, and then Branding 101. We had planters on every single table and the planters had dirt in them. And then everyone was handed a piece of seed paper. And I asked them, I challenged them. I said, before we get started today, I want you to write down one thing that is keeping UM stuck. What is the story you're telling yourself about this place that is keeping us stuck in the past? And when people were done with that, they buried their seed paper in the planter. And then we had those planters around campus during the spring and they bloomed and they were beautiful. And we followed that up by then saying, I want you to go to the back of the room. There's post-it notes and I want you to tell me your greatest hope 
for this place. And so we set the tone right away. This is not about a new color palette. This is not about new fonts. This is truly a moment in time that we are stopping, we are reflecting, and now we're moving forward. We've had four straight semesters of growth. That's the tangible benefit of all the hard work that's happening between our department, the enrollment management group, financial aid, like just that's a team effort. But internally, what I'm probably the most proud of is this work had such an impact on the entire organization. It really was that visible proof that things were changing and that there was something to be excited and hopeful and joyful about. If there's ever leadership that claims that branding can't drive organizational change, I would love to speak with them. Back, 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 back. It's out of here. Next up, Carrie Phillips, Chief Communications and Marketing Officer at the University of Arkansas, Little Rock. Carrie is also someone that I see on LinkedIn and other social media outlets within the higher ed marketing community. As you'll see if you don't already know, Carrie is very passionate about how to tackle the enrollment cliff. And when you take in consideration, she is one smart individual, but she packages her messages up with her Southern charm. You can't help from being glued to when she's commanding a stage or within a podcast like ours. Yeah, it's it's always a joy to have uh, have a conversation with Carrie. And uh, like some of the other people, Brian and uh, and and Jamie, uh, Carrie was also recognized as one of the top ten influencers um, in higher ed marketing. And so it's it's uh, you know when we talk about you know true all stars, we do have a lineup here. And so I love having Carrie on this on this uh, on this uh, lineup. I think that you you're right. Her her southern charm with her vast knowledge, you know, now that she's Dr. Carrie, Dr. Phillips, uh, she recently obtained her doctorate. Uh it's it's no wonder that she's on the team. So it's exciting to have her here. Here's who we're talking about, Dr. Carrie Phillips. Marketing historically when you look at the four Ps of product, price, promotion and place, and you do the historical look in at higher education marketing teams, for whatever reason, we're just in the conversation about promotion. We need to be in the conversation about the product itself. We need to be in the conversation about the pricing strategy. We need to be in those other places and those other conversations. And that's really where I think we can use some of our expertise. Another example I can think of, of where the university was seeing drop off and we realized a problem is we mapped our enrollment processes. If you know, Sally's student decides they want to come to the university. What are the steps they have to take? Well, it crossed 17 departments and five divisions. And no wonder a student had trouble navigating that. So we just decided as the Marcom team that we were going to take that on. And so we started bringing that group together and meeting every week. We started kind of building this conversation around the student doesn't go to your website versus your website. They go to the university website. So how can we group the content together in a way that they need it? How can we make sure that they're not getting conflicting messages from department A versus department B? Can y'all work together on that? And we really started to build that relationship with everybody across the campus that was in one of those steps. And we're making sure that we were working together and starting to see some really positive impact when we really focused on that student-centric piece. Next up to the plate, Santana Nadu. Vice President of Communications and Marketing at Rolls-Holman Institute of Technology. And I must admit, Bart, I wasn't familiar with Santana before you introduced him to me and before he was a guest on the podcast, but quickly became a big fan of his. And I just love how pragmatic he is and 
since we're talking about baseball, I think you put it best. He just gave us base hit after base hit after base hit. Yeah, he just, you know, kind of, I I don't want to play the analogy for baseball too much, but he is a solid hitter. I mean, it was like, (laughs) he just kept dropping wisdom on the show and it was like, that works. That works. Yeah, that's a good tip. That's a good tip. And that, that's one of the reasons why he's on the all-star team. I mean, we love the pragmatism. We love being able to come come to the show with kind of your your best game. And he brought it. And I think he's brought it every time I've had a conversation with him. So I'm very excited to have him here on the lineup. Here's a sample of one of those hits. Get up. Get up. Get out of here. Go! Separate from social media, just generally when it comes to marketing, I believe that surprise is a powerful marketing tool. And if executed well, that element of surprise can change behaviors. So oftentimes I believe that people tend to think about what do we need to say when it comes to marketing conversations? And instead, let's focus on what expectations and perceptions do people hold about us, prospects, current students? And how can we turn those perceptions around people? So that's kind of a guiding principle, if you will, that we've tried to keep in mind when it comes to our marketing efforts overall. And so applying it to social media, let's take STEM. What expectations and perceptions do people hold when it comes to STEM? Oftentimes, it's people think STEM's not creative. People in STEM don't like to interact with people. They sit in a dark room and do research and code all day long. People think of Sheldon and Big Bang Theory, right? But in reality, I'd argue it's totally the opposite. And if you don't believe me, I invite any of you to come to spend a day at Rose Sullivan or any STEM institution near you. Social media, how we've utilized it is to show people that these misconceptions or perceptions around STEM that it's not true and have that element of surprise and show them that STEM is a creative field and they're curious about how things work and how it can be improved. They work hard and play hard and it's a fun environment to be around. Now coming to the plate, Alex Boylan, co-founder and executive producer of The College Tour. And I don't think I can play favorites per se because I love all of our guests, but I will say with authenticity that Alex is one of our most valuable players because through him, we have been introduced to so many of our guests because of the college tour. And we say, hey, can you introduce us to them? And he is always (laughs) so gracious. So thank you, Alex. Yeah, he is an MVP for the higher ed marketer. He's been so gracious and, and as you said, just uh, really willing to introduce us to so many of the, the guests that we've had over the, over the last couple of years. And uh, I remember when I first reached out to him, I, I literally did a cold call on LinkedIn because I, I, I saw something about the college tour. It was this television show and I looked at his profile and he had been on TV and I was a little bit, you know, a, a little bit uh, starstruck, but he is so down to earth and has been just a great, great friend of the of the podcast. And uh, really, he brought some really good ideas to the show as well. And Bart, if our listeners aren't familiar with the college tour, they should be. And here's a glimpse of what you will hear when you tune in to the host of the college tour, Alex Boyland. Back, 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 back. It's out of here. Seeing our process of how we identify stories, help them identify stories, film, get that talent, because it's amazing 
you know, the, there's a lot of content out there. But when you watch the college tour and you watch, I mean, a lot of times you were like, they, early on, I would get questions. People are like, are those actors? And I'm like, no, these are, that's the, really the student. That is really the student telling their real story. And so a lot, a lot of work goes into that. I think that it's fun for the, the universities to be part of that process, to learn from that, and then take some of these skills and their team can learn and you know make more content. And you know, they're, they're, their marketing teams and their film teams, most of these universities have them. They're always doing stuff. And so whether it's the smaller university that just has like, you know, a part-time camera guy, which happens, and that or a big one with massive media teams, no matter who it is, we it, it's a pleasure throughout the process and everyone's learning through it. Up next, Teresa Flannery. Teresa is the executive vice president and chief operating officer at the Council of Advancement and Supportive Education better known as Case. And Bart, she is someone that can say she literally wrote the book on how to market a college. Yeah, her, her book, How to Market a University, was, uh, is, is one of those that is a must-read for everybody who listens to the podcast. And I think that her vast experience uh, is, is a really good thing. And we haven't talked about it before. I think we talked about it during the episode. But just a reminder, Enrollify has a... Uh, a masterclass that you can take that is on uh, you know, how to market a university. It kind of goes through her book and it has a lot of the guests that we've been on uh, that are all stars. I mean, I think Ethan Braden is on the, on the video class and several other ones. And so I think that she just has so much wisdom and so much experience and knowledge and how to really do higher ed marketing that it would, it would be, uh, you know, unfortunate for us not to include her on the all-star list. She is definitely an all-star in this is a glimpse of one of the reasons why. Opportunity is better than it's ever, ever been in higher education. We've been able to demonstrate, particularly during the pandemic, maybe more on the comms side than the marketing side at first, um, but eventually in both areas, how integral our role is to meeting institutional priorities and strategic goals. Um, and institutions are getting it. And leaders, if they don't have the structure or the leadership or the organization to do this well are really kind of recognizing they, they got to get game in this regard. And so people who've developed this area of expertise and have a track record of demonstrated experience are going to be really in the driver's seat in terms of um, opportunities they've had um, to lead the work and be a critical part of the um, team at their institutions. I think that's tempered, though, with something that's really challenging, which we're seeing, and that's true of the entire sector, including marketing and communications and in the area of enrollment, which is that the great resignation is really affecting us. You know, the latest survey data that's coming in from a couple of different sources is saying that half of our professionals in higher ed are thinking about leaving higher education sector entirely. They're not leaving work. They're going to work somewhere else. And so you've got this great opportunity at the same time that you have real uh, potential loss because the challenges and the rewards are not in a balance that people find um, attractive. We realize that there are only nine positions on an all-star team, but we also have our alternate pitch hitter, Kyle Campbell, who is the founder and managing director of the Education Marketer. He is from across the pond. 
And one of the things that you will find out about him that he's very knowledgeable and very pragmatic. And what's also fun is our paths have crossed a few times after he was a guest on our podcast. Yeah, I I love the fact that Kyle's on the team and I haven't talked to Kyle enough to know whether or not he prefers American baseball or cricket. <laughs> but the fact that he is on the team uh and and uh you know living in the UK, it's great to uh to have him here because he really has a vast knowledge of of higher education marketing. They do it slightly different in the UK, but at the end of the day, we're all rowing in the same direction and we're trying to, you know, get those students to pay attention to our marketing. So I really appreciate what he brings to the show. If you think about how when social media first entered the market, it was about taking people you met in real life and connecting with them online. But now, and certainly the way I use it, I use uh, platforms like LinkedIn to scale ideas, um, make, make connections, build community. And on the community angle, I, I just find this fascinating. The big trend of 2023 and you know, mainly, a lot, mainly because a lot of people are talking about it is suddenly people are really interested in setting up communities. And I think we're missing a very important point with this. Um, a lot of the chat you see about uh, community in digital marketing and marketing in general looks about, uh, looks at creating community in a, in a space, i.e. a private chat, a LinkedIn group, inviting people to it. But actually, communities are feeling and it doesn't need to exist in one space. And I think the, the creators or the people who use these platforms who, who do well understand this. And what I mean by that is you won't have someone who goes, right, our audience is interested in this. We can tell from our audiences on this platform, say YouTube, for example, what this is added in terms of meaningful value to recruitment pipeline, You know how we're generating interest in that respect. We're all focused on the one-off campaign, for instance. So... You know, recruitment sort of lens on um we run campaigns at key points throughout the year you know we do a lot of activity it's very focused we generate leads and then we convert those leads that's a very expensive way of doing things you're essentially going out to the market and buying your audience every time get up get up get out of here go Well, thank you to Kyle Campbell for rounding out our starting team that we have compiled over the last two years here on the Higher Ed Marketer Podcast. We are looking forward to seeing most of these players at the AMA Awards, and I am sure if there was another team we were going up against, this team would win. So on behalf of Ring Digital and Kaler Solutions, thanks once again for joining us here on the Higher Ed Marketer Podcast and go team. You've been listening to The Higher Ed Marketer. To ensure that you never miss an episode, subscribe to the show in your favorite podcast player. The Higher Ed Marketer is a production of Kaler Solutions and Ring Digital in partnership with Westport Studios. Views and opinions expressed by guests on The Higher Ed Marketer are their own and may not reflect the views and opinions of their organization. Know someone who's a mover and a shaker in higher ed marketing? Visit www.higheredmarketerpodcast.com and click on our Contact Us page. We'd love to have you tell us about them. Until next time.